Hello and welcome to the fourth officials Premier League podcast. I am your host Tom Miller here with anti-United fan James Lewis and Tottenham apologist Dr. Pete. Also not a United fan. <laughs> also not a United fan. Thanks Dr. Pete. I need as much help as I can get. West Brom fan. Oh. <laughs> it is Big Sam week again. Um, Every week's Big Sam week. Let's be clear. It is. Did you do you guys see Big Sam snood? Oh, the snood. <laughs> yes. Did you see the snood? Like, I thought it was a that was a pair of gym shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like uh like a fleece scarf that somebody just wrapped around his face and he could only see his eyes. And after um after West Brom scored in the second minute against Manchester United, the commentators were speculating, which you never want to do, speculating on exactly what was happening underneath Big oh. Sam's snood. Uh, and somebody said it's just a feeding trough. There's just food yeah. in there. <laughs> You can see just his jaws working. Cornmeal. Just stuck <laughs> like a little it. horse thing full of oats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, big Sam week. Hate that. Um, if you didn't know it last week, you know it now. Manchester United is out of the race for the title, but is firmly entrenched in the um, slop. Uh, we promised we would talk about Leicester if they won this weekend, and they mm. did win over oh, Liverpool, man. so we will talk about Leicester. I regret um, that. I regret yeah. that deal now. But. <laughs> we, we will also talk again about Manchester City and their plus 32 goal differential. Um, they have the least amount of goals allowed in the league by 10 right now. Um, we'll talk about Chelsea's resurgence. We'll talk about Arsenal's turning a corner. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even Sorry, say I, it. You can't I, even say it without laughing. No, I, it, was a, it was actually a headline of an article this time. It wasn't. It's not our fault, Ken. <laughs> You know, people ask, fault. why does Ken hate you guys? And I, No one asks. Just listen to the tapes. Roll the tapes. Yeah, I was going to say, everyone's, everyone who knows, if you know, you know. You know. I don't even know I why Ken, Ken hangs out with you guys, to be honest. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> he, just does, he just does this. <laughs> we'll hang out with you. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool is in sixth place right now. We are 24 matches into the season, and we are seeing articles such as, uh, will Klopp leave if they finish in sixth place? Um, is this the worst defense of a title ever? Which, of course, is no. Um, and basically, what, what is happening at Liverpool? Is Thiago the problem? All of a sudden, the speculation is, what are the problems at Liverpool? So, pretty busy week, although we only had one Premier League match. Um, we had the FA Cup matches. We're not really going to cover them too much in depth, I don't think, until we get... Uh, a little later into the stages with that, like when Man City draws um, Norwich Town in the semifinals or something like that. <laughs> we'll go Norwich into... Town. Yeah. <laughs> Not Norwich. Norwich, Norwich Town <laughs> AFC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, we'll, we'll get into more FA Cup. But let's start with the league, guys. Um, we had some pretty important matches this weekend. I think the one that jumps to the forefront is Leicester versus Liverpool. Not really so much for the title race because uh, City is sitting pretty, pretty good right now. Seven points ahead with a game in hand. Game in, game hand. in hand. Game in hand. On the whole entire league, basically. Um, so they are very close to hitting 10 points ahead, especially since they've won 11 on the trot and 15 in all comps. Yeah, 15, yeah. Sounds 15 right. in all comps. You you lose count after a while. I don't, I yeah, mean. you lose count. You lose count after a while. Idiot. 
<laughs> so Leicester beats Liverpool three to one. That's one we're going to start with. Um, in this match, I think Brendan Rodgers maybe played our tape from the last pod saying mm-hmm. that we weren't going to talk about Leicester. Um, and that's a good move by Brendan Rodgers. We've helped a lot of Premier League managers, and I think with him, it's a motivational thing. His expectations for his team are kind of like, well, you know, like we're Leicester City, and we'll be happy to finish in the top six when they have they have talent. Um, and maybe most importantly, the teams around them are not playing well and are not really having good seasons. So why not Leicester City for second place? You know, it's not, it's yeah. not the title, but why not? I mean, they're playing really well. I think for me, James, the big difference this year is James Madison playing. Um, yep. He seems really to be good. at the center of everything they do. He's really good, like like Dr. Pete just said, dynamic. And he, you know, I was looking at his numbers and I was like, well, I mean, I can't really rant about his numbers. But then I remembered that when you're looking at most elite players, you're looking at penalty takers. You know, yeah. Bruno, Salah, Harry Kane. A lot of those players get five-plus pens a year. Um, and if you look at Madison's stats, he's got seven goals, five assists, and 17 starts. Um Leicester City has 10 pens. And let's yeah. say he hits eight of those, then he's at 15 goals and five assists. So um, it's just, I'm not saying that that's where he should be, you know. Right, yeah. But no, I'm I get what you're saying. Let's not, under, let's not underrate him because he doesn't have those stats because he is dynamic in their offense and he, he really is making them go right now. And he took apart Liverpool. Well, I think most importantly for them is that he, he does really well to compliment Jamie Vardy and, and, and works I think they have a good understanding together and I think you know you you want to look you want to talk about who takes the pens I mean Vardy uh for a while I don't think for the for the first like quarter of the season he hadn't scored a goal that wasn't a penalty right so I mean winning those pens and being kind of the creative focus of of the team it's huge for Lester and and having him be the one dishing it out to uh Vardy um is a huge difference for them. It's a, it's a huge difference maker. And he, he, he was coming back from an injury earlier in the season. And, 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 yeah. uh, you know, it, they were, that's when Lester looked a little bit uninspired, but I agree. He's a major, major piece of the puzzle for them. And when he's, when him and Vardy are playing well, the Lester are look, look pretty tough, tough to beat. Yeah. And I, I like, I like soy and chew in the back too. Um, he, a lot of people were asking, with Leicester City, how they would replace their center backs as they as they get bought off and things like that, and it seems like Soyan Chu stepped right in last year and played really well. I mean, honestly, back to Madison, when they started dropping in the league last year after a really nice first half, it was because Madison was out uh, pretty much for the second half of the season, I think, Doctor Pete. Um, and between Madison and Tillemans and Indeedy, you have a really nice rotation of players there who know their roles well. I guess my question would be. As usual, do they have the depth to to take it? Um, Pete, your thoughts on Leicester City so far, their depth, and uh, whether or not they can continue and finish in second? Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't come in second this year. It's an absolute crapshoot. I don't think they have the depth to make any serious charge at the title, and I wouldn't be surprised if they came in second or sixth place. Yeah, that's I, I a good think way to put that it. they. They have to have had, they have to have learned some lessons from last year. It was such an epic collapse that they had. And I do think Madison is mm-hmm. a huge part for them. But I also want to know they're in Europa, they're in the FA Cup. What's going to happen when they're, they're the games are coming thick and fast in 
February, March, guys are getting hurt. They just lost their, I think it was their right back who was really good um, for with an ACL tear. And so they're going to... Oh, Justin. Oh, yeah. 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 He was having a hell of a year. And, yeah, he was having amazing. And he's young, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a, he'd been one of their star players this year. So we'll see. I, I, there's no reason they can't come in second place. I just, again, prove it to me. They, that was a big win over Liverpool, for yeah, sure. Yeah, huge. Big win. But they have to string it out over the course of a whole season. Well, I think they have a similar issue to Liverpool, uh, and you you, you kind of spoke to it when you know when they're missing Madison, they don't really have a replacement there. If Vardy gets injured, they don't really yeah. have a replacement there, right? So it's not that everyone can replace players like that, but the drop off in quality to the subs bench for them is huge. It's a thin squad, and if they do pick up a major injury to Vardy or or Madison, it's going to be trouble for them for sure. Yeah, and I think their form when it dropped this year, again, happened when Vardy got hurt. Yeah. Um, they, they just had nothing on the other end of their counterattack. So, uh, I mean, it's exactly what we're saying and exactly what you would think us to say about Leicester City. But, I mean, like like Pete just said, they could finish in second. They could finish in sixth. It's all a crapshoot. Um, and we'll find out over the next uh, few weeks exactly where they're going to end up. I, I mean, do you, if you're them, do you even try in Europa? I don't think you do because you have an edge – in the league, and I think you sit Vardy and you, you sit Madison in those Europa League games. But um, I'm not a I'm not a Premier League manager yet. Um, That's the practical way <laughs> so, of thinking about it. But none of the managers yeah, they don't. do that. Yeah. They don't. They don't do that. You'll see Bruno playing against um, what is it, Sociedad this week. Um, you'll see all United starters. Uh, that you know, it's a whole like mentality thing, which I guess it makes sense. You know, Jose will play all of all of his starters in those games as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it is what it is, but Leicester city, a great win over Liverpool. Is it a great win, Dr. Pete, or is Liverpool just, just getting like they lift their head out of the mud for a second, just to get kicked in the face again. Well, you should, you should take credit for helping a team absolutely collapse on itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, they deserve some credit for that. They stuck in the game until Liverpool unraveled. And when the time came, they put their boot on their throat. And I have to say, that was a fun 10 minutes to watch. I've been on the other end of that during the West Ham match when they scored three goals in about eight minutes and tied the game. And watching another team do it, (laughs) especially (laughs) a a floundering Liverpool team, was, was more enjoyable. Yeah. For yeah, sure. I thought uh, it was a special kind of collapse. And now we're on the point with Allison's form as two of these goals were directly his fault. Are we at a point now where where you have these errors that could torpedo a goalie? I feel like sometimes the American equivalent to a goalie can be like a kicker in the NFL. All of a sudden, you know, you go from being a 90% kicker, you miss a couple kicks, and then you analogy. start to slide and slide. Mm-hmm. Lose and your confidence I, real fast. And and I think with David De Gea, you, you saw bits and pieces coming off, and he was trying to hang in there. And I think now, I mean, he's he's I don't think he's 30 yet, De Gea. And to go, it doesn't make any sense to me or in like – when you're looking at, at sports, when guys are supposed to peak, especially goalies are supposed to peak at like 32 or so because they get a lot of game experience and they don't they don't make the same mistakes. And it seems like De Gea has 
has leveled out big time. Check did something similar. De Gea's uh, on that. Uh, he's on that Joe Hart track. Joe Hart is <laughs> another good example. Um, it's very early. I think Allison's twenty five or twenty six, um, and he's been one of the best goalies in the world for the mm-hmm. last two seasons. Um, Doctor Pete, do you think that Allison is sliding? And do you think he's going to end up in a bad place? Or do you think he bounces back when Van Dyke comes back? I think he'll, I actually think if I had to bet on it, I think he'll bounce back quicker than that. I think he's has a lot of talent. He's a very good goalkeeper, has all the traits you need. But uh, there is definitely a risk of him losing his confidence and having a long string of games where he makes mistakes. And, and he's had some terrible ones lately and i do think the goalkeeper position is one where if you lose your confidence and De Gea went from best in the world to you know very average over the course of you know one season at least for now it's not to say you can't get back there but that position man i worry the same thing happens to larice he goes through these streaks where he's just terrible yeah I think that one of the things I, I mean Allison hasn't lost his quality overnight I think but I do think you know he's basically had the safety blanket pulled out from him which is you know his center backs I mean all of their center backs all of their <laughs> center backs are injured and they have you know they have Henderson playing back there and then you know throwing in young kids playing in front of him right so I think that is certainly always probably on his mind i think it for me the mistakes that he's making and i think i I think it comes down to him maybe trying to do too much you know to feel like he has to step up and you know maybe just fill in for these gaps in defense now that he doesn't have van dyke and any other center back to, to play with you know so it's like there's a, I'm, I think there's a lot more pressure on him. I see him, you know, like what the the mistake he made in this Leicester game where he came out 20 yards off his line to try to do like a flying clearance when there his defender was there still challenging for the ball. Yeah. That, that's too much, you know. That's yeah, too much. Maybe overcompensation for a new center back. He doesn't know what the center back's going to do, so he says, okay, I'm going to go clear it out. And then they get mm-hmm. close to each other, and it's like, oh, wait. And he stops, and then Vardy walks the ball in. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Liverpool's still sliding. Lots of excuses coming out. I mean, like you said, James, big injuries are going to happen. Uh, Virgil van Dijk is a big miss. And they actually did pretty well because Fabinho's been so good. But I think that... Uh, the other part of it is, is the equation that Pete had talked about before the season, um, and then you kind of latched onto as fifth-year Klopp. Uh, I'm not really sure if that's. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I coined that term. You did, you did. Yeah. But I guess the idea that Liverpool is out of gas, and then also that Klopp is very much a like uh, a momentum kind of coach. He's a, a terrific tactician as well, but he, you know, he can go on these runs and when everything's good, it's good. But when bounces start going against you, what kind of coach are you? Are you a coach that stays neutral? Are you a coach that gets angry and like pushes your team on? But it seems like Klopp's more of like a hang your head kind of coach. And maybe that's because it's just been so many poor results in a row. And now, you know, we're talking about sixth place. Liverpool is in genuine sixth place. Uh, yeah. They are two points behind West Ham. 
and they're, they're in fifth place. They're only, and they're only three points ahead of Everton, who have two games in hand on them, and only four in front of Aston Villa, who also have two games in hand on them. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, it's a bad situation for them. I think that more than a criticism of Klopp, I mean, I, you know, I think he does a great job of rallying his players. He he certainly has his system that is has been super effective. But you've had the same main players in that system for mm-hmm. for more than four years now. I think that at some point they you know, you don't have the you, you haven't had the squad get refreshed that entire time. And I think they might just be burnt out. Yeah, and yep. what's gonna happen is they're gonna start the next season and they're just gonna say, Oh, that was all injuries and what they're gonna find out is it's not just like you flip a switch and you're back to where you were destroying the entire league i mean they they'll be better next year but it's mm-hmm. not gonna it doesn't work that way they might not be though i think salah leaves in the off season. um let me ask you guys a, a succinct question to uh ra- wrap up the liverpool talk do you what place do you think liverpool would have to finish in for for klopp to get fired if he could get fired i'll start with you james i mean i, I can't, couldn't be too far away from sixth place where they are right now. I mean, I think if they finish outside of all of Europe, um, that's a huge hit to their financial model. Coming off of a year where you've been impacted by everyone's been impacted by coronavirus already, as we've already talked about. I mean that that's that's huge for them. Um, I think, and I don't know that he gets fired. I think if that happens, um, maybe he walks away. I don't know. That's an but interesting I, I th- idea. I think. I think, you know, I mean, maybe he hangs on if it's six, then it's close and they're, you know, they're coming back into it at the end and it doesn't work out or whatever. But if, I mean, if they keep dropping as fifth season Klopp teams are wont to do. <laughs> what if they get knocked out of a uh, champs league and finish in like out of, out of the champions league spots? Yeah. I think they are going to get knocked out of champs. Are they, like, I mean, like, like this week I'm talking about like next yeah. in the, this, this round against Leipzig. I mean, Leipzig's they, a decent team. Leipzig is a good team, and and Liverpool are the walking wounded right now. It's not even about like how good Liverpool are; they're mm-hmm. half a team at the minute, yeah. you know. Uh, so it, that's that's real. It's a real possibility. All right, Pete. I I don't. Uh, I think he'd have to come in tenth place. I mean, I, I don't see them firing a guy who just won their first league title in thirty years, no matter how bad this year is. I, yeah, I don't think that he would European, be fired trophy so I, I i think um i don't think he would walk away because he would look like such a quitter i i just don't see that after as good as they were last year i think if he had another bad year last year then i'd say it was it was over but i think you've got a nice excuse with the injuries mm-hmm. even though we know it's not all that but i you know still pretty unlikely they're going to come in Eighth or ninth place. It would be fun to see, but I, I doubt it. I agree. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. Um, I think that they will not fire him almost regardless of where he finishes, even if he gets knocked out of Champions League next week because of the success they've had over the last three years um, and the amount of points they've gotten, the, the type of soccer they're playing. But I think if they were to continue this kind of off form, if Salah walks – and they don't improve in the off season, then he could be an October or November guy. But you know, we could easily eat our words. Uh, Van Dyke could come back strong, and Liverpool could come back strong. So uh, I just don't think they fire him this year, basically no matter what. Um, so 
that's it for Liverpool. I mean, literally, for Liverpool for the title. Uh, Klopp was emotional about that. Um, again, in the in his uh, press briefing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I want to move on to Burnley Crystal Palace. Uh, Burnley three goals, James. Um, anything you want to say about the Monstars in this one? <laughs> Is this the first time that they've ever scored three goals in a? Premier I have game? no. I, I don't really want to talk about this. I just yeah. know that right after the whistle blew, there was like four or five major outlets. Like it was like Roy Hodgson out. Is Roy Hodgson out? <laughs> Instantly. It's like, well, no, Crystal Palace is, is four, in 14th place and not going to get relegated, so he's not going anywhere. But he is Crystal out of Palace oxygen. Could, but... Yeah. He could, Crystal Palace could not do better than Roy Hodgson. No, they way. couldn't. Um, but uh, it seems that Burnley mm. grabs grabs a three-piece here, and they're, they are just – you know they're 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 going to be here next year, James. Oh God, I was, and that's the my big that that's why I'm so unhappy that West Brom, that Sheffield United has dropped off so much, and that Fulham and West Brom are so bad because this should have been the year. <laughs> this sh- this should have been the year where we saw the end of. <laughs> uh, of uh, Burnley, but now I'm just afraid we never will, and Sean Dyche is going to have his grubby little fingers in, in the Premier League fields for the rest of his life. Did you see Sean Dyche talking about uh, pop television? Did no. you see that? Oh, he was talking about uh, things that he watches, and he was talking about, like, Bridgerton. Do you know what <laughs> that is? It's like that weird yeah. modern Jane yeah. Austen thing with, like, all these weird – it's like – it's a really, like – it's a really poppy show. It's like High, it's Highly regarded. for – Written for like sixteen-year-olds. I had to sit through an episode of it, and I almost threw my my. You, uh, you don't have TV. a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, I know. We were recommended <laughs> it by uh, my English neighbor. Recommended yeah. it, oh, and right. uh, it was. Uh, that he's, he's a Burnley fan. Recommendations. It's a she. It's a she, and she she does. She's a Bournemouth fan oh, when she's God. a fan. Wow. All right. Let's. Talk are, we editing, about are, that. are we editing that? Are we editing that out? <laughs> no, she doesn't really follow uh, football too much, and her husband's Dutch. And there was nothing more disappointing. Perfect although football. they are like, they actually ended up being really good friends. We're, we're good friends, but the, when they found out neither one of them was interested in, in European soccer at all, it was very mm. disappointing. Mm. Yeah, uh, Harmon Haley, if you're listening, I still love you, but I really wish you guys cared a, a little bit about soccer. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, Man City three, Tottenham zero. Sorry, Doctor Pete. Big we had to roll right into that. Um, I don't want to talk about too much here beyond how good Gundogan's been. That's the first thing I want to talk about. Silky Ilky. Eh, that is. Oh, <laughs> and then I want to talk about um, Tottenham. So let's start with Man City. It would be yeah. easy for us to just. Uh, skip over them because they're in good form and we would be repeating ourselves. But I think that Gundogan, once again, I mean, the fact that he has gone from a player with 70 shooting in FIFA, I mean, the guy was not scoring goals last year or the year before or the year before. I mean, he he was like a Sissoko in the box. He really was used to make fun of him. Yeah, he maybe has had like three goals a season for us. Yeah, and, and none of them were nice. They were like the yeah. tap-ins on, on drawbacks and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, like the last – like probably five of the last seven goals he's had have been like worldies. He he shot Sanchez to death in this match with that turn. <laughs> he, yeah, he made, him do, uh, he made him do a Phil Jones. 
diving, <laughs> right. trying to All trying right. to hit the head, is, the ball with okay. his head. That's too. That's too far. No, it's real. No, he did the Boateng, the messy Boateng shot from the Champions. Oh, that was yeah. after giving him a, a nice little shove with his shoulder that just oh. sent him a guy twice yeah. as big as him flying like an that's, idiot. Yeah, that's a weight room. That's yeah, a yeah. Weight room. that I mean, just his goals have been fantastic. The fact that he missed that penalty kick uh, against Liverpool hasn't stopped him at all. Um, City has has been playing better and better, and it, it's amazing to me that they're getting those kind of results out of a player like Gundogan. I mean, these goals are like shooting from the 18 top yeah. corner. Like, they are brilliant finishes. Um, Rodri takes a pen here, and then after the game, Pep says uh, it was a terrible <laughs> penalty take. It was a pe- terrible penalty from a terrible penalty taker, although he is bold. <laughs> he said that? Yes. yes. Oh he God. said it was a bad take from a bad taker. He's like, we scored it. He was like, we scored it, but it was a bad penalty, so I'm not happy about it. Yeah, and he said he should have taken it. He was like, it was bold of him to take it, Listen, but he won't be taking them going forward. <laughs> Eder- Listen, do you, I don't know if you saw during the game, Ederson was running up to take it. And, oh! And Bernardo Silva turned him around and sent him back oh, because wow. Rodri had already stepped up to the spot. So I it didn't sounds like, yeah, yeah, it, so it, it sounds like Ederson, who had an assist in this game to, to Gundo, is uh, is potentially on penalty duties for a city now. I think that's I think dumb. You can do that with your keeper. Yeah, I think that's dumb. I, I love the like um, the, the all these guys like, you pay sixty million banter? for transfer for can't hit a PK. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. We have not had uh, we we can't hit a PK, but apparently no, you guys never can. But apparently Ederson can, so he's going to step up. Uh, you know, there, there's a history of Brazilian keepers. Uh, taking free kicks and penalties and scoring goals. Rogerio Senni, uh, great great keeper. Played there for is, the Mississippi uh, Mud Flaps. <laughs> <laughs> I Took mean, all there, their I, PKs. I know what you're saying, James, and he might be a great taker. I, I totally think that keepers can be great takers. Their ball striking is what they do for half of practice. You right. know, like I get it, but at the same time, the fact that there is now more than a 1% chance that a counterattack would lead to an instant goal if yeah. you will, if you get blocked. I, I don't think a, a title chasing manager is going to allow him to shoot in a game where, where it's tied or yeah, the I game's in the line. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, don't, I, and I don't think Pep's the kind of manager that no. allows that to happen, but I also no. think that we're... I also think that if we're in some games where the score is... If it's out of reach, he, he, he may step up there and take a penalty. We'll see. Mm, I I would be shocked. That does not strike me as Pep is. He seems yeah. to cross his T's and and dot his. I mean, Pep was lowercase J's. But... <laughs> Pep was. I mean, they asked Pep about it. He was like, "Yeah." He, he said Ederson's striking ability is is probably among the best on the team. He's like, I think that sets him up it. to take a penalty kick against like Brighton when they're up three zero. I don't think that you're not going to take that pen. Bottom line is like Pete said, you guys have world-class talent in like 16 roster spots and no one can take a penalty. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's terrible. That's we, need, what I'm trying to we, tell need, we need, we need, we need Kelly back. Never. He, did, Pete, he didn't miss for us. Pete, didn't you look up their uh, penalty takes over the last, 10 years and, and cities at like 65% or something. The league average is 77. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible. But they've, they've been awful. pretty bad. Yeah. Just imagine yeah. if we just imagine if we hit all of our penalties. And they no missed some big ones. Like, yeah, you missed last, last season, last season, uh, Mara's missed the penalty 
at, at Anfield to win. We would have won in the last yeah. last minute of the game against Liverpool. Yeah. He skied I made, it. I made, I made fun of you for a bit there. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, hold on, hold on. It, Let's so. go back to that for a second. He missed the goal completely. De Bruyne missed the goal completely. And mm-hmm. Gunigan mm-hmm. missed the goal completely. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like didn't... three of the – all of the – that's probably half of the – penalty kicks in the world that have been missed the goal in the last year. <laughs> Seriously, didn't that is Mahrez, hard to do, didn't man. Didn't Mahrez miss twice? He had the no, Liverpool he, miss, and then he had one at the beginning of the year this year. Yeah, potentially. That's I mean, bad. I don't know. I'm done with Mahrez, though, but we don't have to talk about that. Oh, easy, easy. The Mahrez Twitter is like Pogba Twitter. Yeah. Um, they're like the same people that do that. Oh, that, no. That they're, like they're, sweat they're, Pogba. They're worse. They're, they're on Salah level. His his yeah. Twitter fans are from? they brigade Algeria uh, Algeria yeah they they brigade we can't have fan voting for any of yeah. our things because he would win every single one <laughs> yeah it's super weird it's super weird it's just another example of like a of a YouTube player you know I, I was watching uh, Saint Maximum today in the Chelsea match and like there's a there's a large contingent that are big St. Maximum fans, and I'm watching him. He has three players on him in the, in the left corner, and he tries to beat all three mm-hmm. and, I'm, and loses the ball. It happened like four or five times, and I'm like, he's going to get through one time this year. And then, and then it's going to be, oh, banger, there we go, Maximum City, baby. <laughs> like that's what happens when Pogba hits a rocket from 20 yards out. You don't see the 50 shots that he misses or when he like stops playing halfway through. Like, you, you don't hear about that stuff. That's the thing about, like, Twitter. You know, the, the these guys get built up, and I know it's by a young contingent of fans, and that makes me old. I get it. But, like, there's nothing to me more important than having a consistent player. That's yeah. why, like, KDB and those kind of guys are at the top. And, like, why, why, aren't there, why aren't there feeds about them? You know, like, I don't know why there wouldn't be about KDB. Like, why, is, why doesn't everybody repping KDB that's a City fan? But instead, you just see, like, Balotelli and <laughs> Balotelli is a perfect example. But, uh, all right, I don't want to talk too much about the, the Twitter guys. Um, I might upset some people. But, yeah. uh, Dominant City win. Dominant Again. City win. Gundogan, excellent. All right, Dr. Pete, so... Where do you go from here as Tottenham? Is it just like, whatever, it's a rampant city... Um, and you just move on to your next match? No, I mean, you have to show up for the match, and we didn't show up for the match. So just because City's playing as well as they are doesn't mean that you can just write it off and say, oh, well, they they killed us. We knew they were going to kill us. I mean, that's, that's what bad organizations do. So maybe our fans should do that, but <laughs> I think if you do that, then you're – your team's a joke, so I, I'm. I was pretty depressed about it, even though I knew we were going to lose. But you know, the more I thought about our season and this game in general, and we're in ninth place, and I'm looking at the teams above us, and I'm thinking, what teams are actually having a good season this year? And I'm looking down the list, and I'm okay. City's having a great year. Leicester's having a great year. Yeah. I don't think Manchester United is having a good year. They've had some okay. terrible losses, and they just tied West Brom. They got knocked out of Champions League before in the group stage, and I think they're underplaying their abilities. Chelsea 
is sort of clawing their way back, but they already fired their manager. West Ham is going to drop like a rock. Liverpool <laughs> is in a complete crisis. Everton has a plus four goal differential. <laughs> and then you get down to Tottenham and Arsenal. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody is having a bad year. Like, do you think that if Manchester United comes in, let's say they come in third place behind Leicester, and you don't win any trophies, like, that's a crap year. That's yeah, you tw- year you qualified for Europe, but, like, do you really want to be sitting in the city's dust again, 20 points out of first place? I mean, I don't. And we could get into United if you want to right now. Where's the progress I- from last year if you come in third place? But last year we and came no in third place with like 60 points. <laughs> like 65 points for third place. This team is much better than they were last year. Um, and I think that with Manchester United, I think we if this this feels a lot different than last year. This doesn't feel it's a different like, feeling you know, third place if you come in third place. Yes, it does. I, I do think there's progress. I think we, we're moving towards something. We've gotten better play and a lot of players have gotten better under Ollie, like a lot of them. Luke Shaw is, is good now. He's like a good player. I think that United's big problem, I think last season United, they were either good, all of them as a team, or they were all terrible as a team. And it was very little in between. It was just very inconsistent. I think this year, they there are players that manage to play well for United uh, all the time. Uh, like Bruno is pretty consistently good. He's had some off games, but he's pretty consistently good and producing for United. So that gives him a little bit of a leg up on last year. But I think that the negatives that existed last year that are holding United back have, haven't been addressed and they still pop up in the same kind of ways. And even though you have some consistent performers, I, I, I Bruno, maybe McTominay is, has been fairly consistently good this season but not enough to overcome the the mistakes or not enough to overcome the lapses in concentration that the rest of the squad seems to suffer from. Well, is it the whole squad or that's that's a good thing point to bring up. Is it the whole squad or is it the defense? Because Harry Maguire after the 1-1 draw we alluded to earlier with West Brom, Harry Maguire came out and said I keep hearing about how Lindelof should have done better on that header when he got out grappled, but that was a foul. And I heard about how De Gea should have done better in in the other in the Everton match when he was fouled. Like I keep hearing about it, and I'm sick of it. And it's like, well, no, like you can take those two goals out if you want, but Manchester United allow bad goals. That's why you're not title contenders. Because I think the offense this year is really pretty dependable. I mean, it's easy to say that they should have scored more goals against West Brom. But they hit the woodwork twice. Two balls pulled off the line. The bottom line is you can't allow goals to the worst offense in the league. That's like Pete that's said true. that, and and it wasn't just like they allowed one goal. Like they had like four clear cut chances that you know the difference in in a bottom table team and a mid table team is mid table teams will score those, and the bottom table teams have bad players there that don't score, which they didn't. We could have lost that match pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and they could have had more goals. So I mean, I think. That's a good United point. United have a problem. I, yeah. Back. I didn't mean I, no, to get I, off on a United tangent on, but but my my overall point was that it's a it is a weird year, and there are a lot of teams who are having bad years, <laughs> and we're we are 
one of the, having one of the worst years out of all the teams. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, this is a long season, so our schedule softens up a bit here. I'm interested to see what happens. Does it? Yeah. You guys have West Ham next. After West Hulk Ham is not good. Better than you are. I mean, they're above us in the table, but you look at the look at the Vegas odds for the the games they're playing against good teams. They're not anywhere close to as good as the other teams. I, I think Tom. it could be form versus good form versus bad form, though. And that and I don't know. I mean, they West Ham looked scared in the United game. I will say that it was like, oh my god, Manchester United's here and we're in fourth place or whatever. They look scared, so maybe you guys can have that, but. I don't know. They look good today. Tell them what Moisey can do, though, Tommy. Uh, he can finish in seventh with a team that won the league by ten the year before. Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> Is he still getting paid by United? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe that stopped in 2018. It was a six-year contract from – yeah. but uh, Ken would say he needed more time. Yeah. Ken's wrong. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Pete. Uh West Ham. There are ten teams that I would want to play less than West Ham. They're they're not that good, but anybody can beat us right now. I'm just saying overall the schedule softens up a little bit. Doesn't mean we're going to win games and go up to fourth place, but yeah, um, there there's an opportunity there, and I mean we got to figure something out. Our team has looked stale for months now, and nothing, literally nothing is working out. Nothing. It's depressing yeah, well, to watch them play. We're going through the cycle that Arsenal went through in the middle of their season. We're basically the same freaking team. Without the red cards. Without the red cards. With Without the, your goalie trying to catch balls like 100 yards outside of his goal. <laughs> uh, you do play Arsenal in early March. Uh, what do you think it would take for Mourinho to get fired midseason, Pete? He's not going to get fired. He's not going to get fired. Same thing where he's kind of got for the simple fact that Levy would owe him like fifty million dollars. No, that, no that that was I just read an article about that. They're like they basically said there's no way Mourinho's getting fired. It would cost it would cost like it would literally cost fifty million pounds. Yeah, for them to it's get a rid of huge him. contract. Wow. That's yeah, like three so years. and you know Levy's not paying that. So all right, well um, Tottenham in ninth place, game in hand on Arsenal, two points ahead of them. Um, By the way, we are. Let's see, six points out of fourth place with the game in hand. So you can get a little. You're, you're saying you put a little. You, That's you beat what West ninth Ham, place is. So you beat West Ham, and all of a sudden you're not knocking on Tommy Tuchel's door. Well, I think anybody in there wins two games or loses two games. Yeah, I'm so scared of that. It's a mess. I'm That's so That's what Liverpool did. United. They lost two games, and they're in sixth place. <laughs> It's a tough league. It's a tough league. It's not for the faint-hearted. Um, we pretty much covered Man United West Brom. I just want to finish off by saying that Did we though? United. I think United improved this year. I think they have a hole at center back, and they have to figure out what they want to do with the Hay and Henderson. And then you know, it's going to be really hard to challenge for a title as long as Pep is there. Um, you're going to need something special to challenge for a title, and United need another gear for that. And whether or not they can get there with buying a couple players, you know, if you well, get a right winger and a center back, maybe maybe you do that. Well, I don't know. It may not be possible. Buying players, I'll tell you that much. Well, look, but okay, that's 
but according to you guys, Pep's leaving City every summer, so it should be okay for yeah, pretty soon. I've been combing the tabloids. I haven't seen anything recently. <laughs> I'll let you, I'll let you know. Okay, I cool. heard Barcelona's new. Uh, I just thought of it. I heard Barcelona's new president <laughs> uh, is bringing Pep back. They can't. When, they can't afford they to staff him. their cafeteria. <laughs> so I doubt that they're bringing Pep back. <laughs> they really can't. I, I do kind of enjoy really the rumor mill that runs around, and it's like, oh, Barcelona's in for Holland, and then you get all these like uh, like videos and stuff of Holland, and then you have like the, the Photoshop Holland in a Barcelona jersey, and then you're like, like right underneath them, there'll be somebody who will put a comment that's like exactly what you just said. You can't pay the cafeteria workers. Or you know something like that, like you're renting out your your stadium for weddings and stuff. Like it's it's like one of those things where people are really banging on them. And and I think Barcelona fans, a lot of them, don't have a lot of depth into what is actually happening there, and they still believe that Barcelona is going to go on and win all these things, and they're the same that they always been. And really, the truth is that Messi is carrying them again. He's been absolutely outrageous for the last month. I don't know if you guys have been following yeah. him at all. Yeah. Uh, Pete, you sent me that awesome clip of uh, of uh, what's his name, Roy Hudson, Hudson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> describing a messy goal. Um, Magisterial. Yeah, the defense is his dog burn. <laughs> yeah, <that one. laughs> yeah, and getting into the genetic makeup of him and stuff like that, which we with well, younger, er, yeah. er, you know, Barcelona, yeah. Barcelona. I read a, I read an article. They're not. Even when Coutinho comes back from injury, yeah. they're not going to play him because if he plays five more games, they owe Liverpool another five million dollars. I saw that. I saw that. And they're just not That's able amazing. to. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's what I'm talking about. Like the rumor mills mean nothing. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think the Holland sweepstakes could be interesting. It sounds like City might be in for Holland, which is scary. I, I do think he's not really a pep type of player. He, he, pep keeps the ball on the ground and all that stuff, but he's really good. And it may not matter. Yeah. Um, his dad's a, uh, old city player. You know, he grew up in Manchester. Oh, okay. He's the, he's the player that Roy Keane, uh, obliterated his knee. <laughs> Is that right? I yeah. Mean, I'll send I you that. I'll that. send you that clip. <laughs> oh, that, that's a cringy clip. Yeah. Uh, let's move to Chelsea, Chelsea on the up and up. I almost got racked for this today. I was going to surprise you guys. Uh, I invited Rack and I almost had him. Mm. I almost had him. He had a sure church group. Um, mm. That's what he said. But he said uh, Sundays. Church group over you? He he might be able to come. <laughs> um, so he'll. Uh, we might get him as as Chelsea is rising and he's he started a, a mini chat Pete with uh, James and I, which is a terrible idea. I told him not to do it. Um, <laughs> I was like, it'll just make it worse for you when you lose. It doesn't do anything for you when you win, and it makes it worse for you when you like lose. James and now James needs will have another a, team to another target. Team to target yes, another team to target. Another team to target. Hardcore fan. Because we don't have any plan, Chelsea fans. Yeah, he'll plan his, his morning, then he'll watch the United <laughs> game and lay into people, lay into me if they, if they start losing in the fifth minute like they normally do. I was, I was honestly worried about James during the West Brom game because I was like, where where is James I was asleep. Right <laughs> I you know, <laughs> I was I was passed out by couch cuz I was like, you know what? I shouldn't have to watch this game cuz seriously West thought are terrible. He, I seriously thought he might have been injured the night before like aspirated <laughs> on his own vomit or yeah, like yeah. The, things happen. were going through my head. I almost had to like call somebody to check on him. Yeah. Well, I, Tom didn't know till halftime cuz he can't 
he can't look at the text messages from his uh, viewing station in his closet <laughs> until halftime. So he didn't know until halftime, and he didn't say anything until the 80th minute when he when I think he didn't say anything until United scored the tying goal anyway. So no, I always just, check in. At, I always check in at halftime with your usual horse crap that you're spilling out of your mouth. <laughs> Actually, that's why we didn't come back and win, because usually you've talked so much by, like, the uh, 22nd minute that United flips the switch. James, and I can come in at, half, I can come in at full time. time when it's 4-1 to one and be like, thank you so much, James, for motivating my team. But not in this case, uh, as United yeah. drew. But uh, let's get back to Chelsea. But you guys need uh, it. Chelsea, Chelsea's in fourth. Yeah, well, yes. they've, played a, they've played a list of uh, notable, terrible teams. <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham's in they, there. Looking Don't back, laugh. looking looking back at it, they and what when was it that they fired Frank? It was after the Luton game. They fired him. Wolves. Yeah. Wolves so, is a draw. Tuchel got a draw. At Wolves. So yeah. So that was the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at their at their fixture yeah, list. Yeah, okay. whoever said that they were going to fire him when he had a soft schedule coming up was right. Wolves. What have been in, had been in terrible form at the time. They looked awful, and Chelsea didn't didn't have to even play well to get that draw, and they didn't. Neither they the didn't Wolves. play well. Burnley, don't get me started. <laughs> Tottenham, we've seen where Tottenham have been recently. I, although that's a derby, and anything could have happened. Uh, it was a pen win. It was a pen was win. A pen so win. it wasn't you mm. know. Then then Sheffield, then Barnsley in the in the FA Cup, and now Newcastle. <laughs> Just, I mean that—that's the softest stretch. And you know, I'm not throwing shade at Tottenham. It's just like that's a lot of games that are winnable. You're favored in. You're yeah. favored in. Yeah. Perfect time to do it. And and I mean, you know, there's there's a strategy in that. I mean, they've they have some momentum behind them right now. I still don't think that they look anything special. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have a Timo Werner plum smuggling goal in this game against Newcastle. <laughs> um, Team popped up in the box. Yeah, but I mean uh, they don't look special, And but they're going to play a Southampton huh? team next that are also, they've lost like five on the trot. Yeah. So then, things then have... Hit, then they're going to hit the uh, tough stretch. Yeah, then they yeah. then they play Atletico Madrid and Man United and, United and Everton and Leeds and those are all be tough games and that'll be the real test of Tommy Tuchel. And this, mm-hmm. this, uh, the, his Chelsea misfits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Hudson Adoy. Hudson Adoy is one of those players that like is on Twitter, and I'm watching him now, and I keep waiting for him to do something. And the it's the coming. Chelsea faithful just like they just like they love him, like he's messy or something. He's this dynamic winger. They do all these comps with uh, the young players, like Foden. And Hudson Adoy, like each team will have a player like that. And obviously Foden's been the best of the list, but it, for some reason Chelsea Twitter just has they'll, they'll do the thing like where they take a picture of the guy and be like Hudson Adoy <laughs> standing with all the with all the players that are at his level. It's like mm, Hudson Adoy doesn't even start for you guys like sixty percent of the time. I just there's so many of these players that I have no idea why they get the clout that they do. But anyway, sorry about the side rant. It's okay. Um, I, I'm mad about Pulisic is really what it yeah, is. Yeah, no, and I'm mad about Pulisic be. too because, yeah, what, I mean, screw Tuchel. He's, yeah. he's got Clint Dweeb. Dempsey jeans. He's got those jeans where he's going to bounce back and he's gonna, he's just going to mm-hmm. force his way back in the lineup. 
I mean, even so even before. you know he's come on mainly as a sub under Tuchel, but even when he does, mm-hmm. he still looks like the most dangerous Chelsea player on the field. Because he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it sucks because the way they play right now, they're kind of playing those uh, outside wings. They they allow those guys to do a lot of the wide work, and Werner for is going to play. That's yeah. why he was hired. That's why Tuchel was pl- was hired to to play on the left. Not quite all the way wide, but basically play Pulisic's spot. It's one of those like Chelsea things that could only happen at Chelsea where you have like players playing because we spent a ton of money and we look really stupid because the players aren't playing well. And I guess we should all just be upset because Pulisic needs to play. We need him to be in good form. But I guess by the time the next World Cup rolls around, James, um, Chelsea would have fired Tuchel anyways. <laughs> yeah, it might <probably laughs> happen by the end of the season. God willing. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, but they win again. Good for you, Chelsea. Great point about it being uh, you soft beat, schedule, you beat Newcastle. Three points. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, we we drew West Brom, so I got nothing to say. Yeah. Um, you guys want to do Arsenal or end it? What's really to say? Um, they won. They won four to two. Oh. Uh, they also lost. Um. So I've heard. I've actually read reports that they're uh, turning a corner here. Yeah, so Do we have I, a c- corner alert from Ken? Uh, he gets really upset when we talk about corners. Mm. Big game against City this weekend. Yeah. That, uh, we, and we have a game midweek against Everton. That's our game in hand. But they have they play Thursday in Benfica. Ooh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Benfica are a good team. I think they got to yep. travel someplace weird like Budapest or somewhere far away. Oh, is that is that one of those games? Yeah. Oh, they're not letting because they're. They yeah. get stuck hmm. in. Let me see where it is here. Well, Budapest is one of the. I think that's where City are going. No, oh, they didn't update it. To play. This is Estadio da Luz. No, Stadium I don't think that's Light. updated. They're in Sunderland. Stadium of Light. <laughs> that's the Portuguese Sunderland. <laughs> <That'd be> great. <laughs> great okay we're moving you from sunny portugal we're gonna move you to, to sunderland, sunderland. <laughs> no like, offense sunderland no oh offense. wow we're in no sunderland all right great doc though great doc oh, great yeah. soccer documentary check that out no arsenal wins four to two um can be really mad at us for being so negative after they won four to two first uh, ever Yang. first ever premier league hat trick by obama yeah. Yang. Hattie. that's crazy yeah yeah, he seems like a kind of guy who would pop off a hat trick every six months. Yeah, that sounds about right. And plus, since they're always in Europa, he would get some of those. But I guess he well, he might have been Europa. This I don't is know. only yeah, yeah, this is only his prem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's good for them to see him scoring. Um, I am obviously very worried if I'm Ken about Manchester City rolling into town. But um, a little bit of a bogey team for you guys again. Um, uh, on the counter. I, I mean, in the one Bogey game. solved? In the, in the one game. Two games in a row. No, one game. The, no, the FA Cup, and then there was a, they won um, last year towards the end of the season. That didn't they beat matter. You, guys. you just didn't care two, because you guys were 50 points out of first place. Two games out of the last 10. And then and yeah, then what true. happened at the beginning of the season? I don't Teta. know. I don't follow Arsenal. Yeah, we crushed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not a good matchup, um, but you never know. I mean, we've I guess fixed, that's how you have to look at it. <laughs> we've fixed a lot of our, our defensive issues from last season, I think, that, and even from earlier in this season, I, that, that made us very susceptible to the counter. I think that Diaz will 
uh, help help us there. And and overall, I mean, we've only conceded 14 goals in, in the league. I know so far. So I don't like it. I just want you to know that. I appreciate I don't like that. It at all. Yeah. I dislike it. Um, so, so anyway, we're going to crush Arsenal. 3-0. Okay. I'm waiting. I hope Ken hears this soon so that we can get a good bet on it. Um, Pete, anything to add to Arsenal's form? Or are we just Is this kind of the way things are? We said it before. The kids are going to go up. The kids are going to go down. They get a tough stretch of games coming up, so we'll see what they're made of. And if yep. they win some of those, which they could, <clears throat> they might be back up with us. What if they pop off wins against City and Leicester? smack Burnley, and then just roll into the Tottenham match with all of 8th place on the line. <laughs> you might be in 8th place by then, buddy. Ooh. <laughs> That's true. Ooh. It's true. It's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. We lose two matches, and we're in 8th we're, we're place probably. So could happen. Could happen. You're going to have to do better than <clears throat> tying West Brom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's tied? That'll... You'd like, you'd like to West Brom have a negative 36 <laughs> goal differential. You let up five goals to Everton. That was a fun Shh. game to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you beat West Brom and we don't. And all of a sudden, well, you know, oh, this Tottenham drew Fulham. That's a real quick. Let's end on that. Actually, we're we're going late here. Uh, Pete, you brought this up when Fulham was playing. Fulham has passed the eyeball test several times this year, as they beat Everton this week two zero. They've got good, um, some decent players. Yeah, and it just seems like they they don't have finishers. That has to be what it is, because they. I mean, they don't have any points right now. They have eighteen points. They're only at negative well, twelve goal difference. They've tied nine games, and that really yeah, that's brutal brings you way down because you're just there there probably should be there should definitely be some wins in there they have three wins yeah that's a i mean their negative 12 goal differential is not and and they were horrible in the beginning of the year so probably yeah in the second half they're like negative six but they they have some good players i think that james is over there fingers crossed they catch burnley i yes (laughs) i think that fulham could they could chase down relegation They could chase they could, down Newcastle. They could chase down Newcastle. Newcastle yeah. look so awful. Yeah. So bad. And I mean, they, they beat Southampton. And that was about all they had. Southampton have not been well recently, <laughs> I think. They, they, they beat Southampton with 10 men for half the game. They've yeah, been feverish for yeah. <laughs> now. Well, well, guys, we're spending way too much time on Newcastle. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to bring up the fact that Fulham is a dark horse to sneak out of the, the situation they're currently in, which is seven points. I'm all about out it. Of, out of the uh, safe zone. So I'm all about it. All I right, hope guys. Burnley takes their place. Um, so matches for this weekend. We have City Arsenal, obviously, a big one. We also have a midweek Europa game. So uh, set your Spanish channel up um, to record for that one because I think that's the only one that will carry Europa. I think it's like Telemundo or something like that. So I'll be there. Even though I always say I won't, I will be. Um, well, we'll see. I won't admit it to you guys, but I'll be there. Uh, Pete, you guys play this week? Uh, we've got the Europa League match Wolfsburger. Thursday. Wolfsburg. Cool. And then, and then West Love Ham. Love Europa. And then and a then loss West to Moisey. Moisey. We'll see. Since you talked so much smack about Moisey. All right, guys. Uh, James, anything else to add? Uh, three no wins. 
for City against Everton on Wednesday and Arsenal on the weekend, solidifying our title bid for this season. You're such an intolerable fan of soccer. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Uh, Dr. Pete, anything to add? Just waiting for the Champions League City form coming up. It's the only thing uh, you can rely on when they're rolling like this is Pep to tinker around with the old lineup. Might happen. You think he does that? Is it going to be? He going to change that this year, James? Uh, uh, uh <laughs> he's not going to change that. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, uh, the only regret I'll have is that I won't be sitting <clears throat> next to James when James when they get knocked out this year. <laughs> that was you terrible. That. You don't know that. That's true. You don't know that. We could we could fit something in. I mean, I I do need it to have my yearly exam. <laughs> 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 And I heard you do house calls. All right, all right. For didn't like how they trailed up at the end. I'm very worried about your medical license if you get anywhere near James. I'll just say that. I feel like there's a lot going on there. Um, I wouldn't get near it. (laughs) For James Lewis, Doctor Pete, and um, what kind of Ken do we have? Irritated. Um, We have four. He's not irritated. They won. We have the fourth corner Ken. Fourth corner. We were we were all we've already hit the fourth corner. Dude. Oh. Remember we said that made it square. Oh yeah, we're on <laughs> we're on Pentagon Ken. Pentagon Ken, uh, I am Tom Miller saying I hope everybody has an awesome week and uh, let's enjoy our Thursday football guys.